Hello and welcome to another episode of the Common Man's Take on Sports with Kevin and Quentin. Alright, so let's talk about uh, week two in the NFL. Uh, there's a couple other things I want to talk about too after we kind of go through some of these games. Uh, let's start with the Philadelphia-Minnesota game. No surprise there. Philadelphia beat Minnesota 34-28. It was a close game though, a good game. Uh, Buffalo beat the Raiders 38-10. No surprise there. Baltimore and Cincinnati was a good game. We watched that one. Uh, Baltimore pulled it out 27-24. Kansas City-Jacksonville was pretty close there for the most part. And Kansas City started pulling away a bit there in the second half. Kansas City went 17-9. No surprise there. Tennessee and uh, the Chargers. That one I felt like could have went either way. Tennessee pulls it out with a field goal, 27-24. Um, Atlanta Green Bay game turned out to be a good game. Yeah, and, that was a good one. Yeah, Atlanta ended up winning by one point with a last-second winning field goal, 25-24. Uh, Indiana and Houston. Uh, I felt like that game could go either way, but I know that Houston didn't exactly have the best start last week against Baltimore either. So I really thought that the Colts could probably go ahead and win that, and they did, 31-20. Tampa Bay beat Chicago, which I figured that would happen, 27-17. Uh, the Giants did have a comeback. They came back from, they had one of their largest, second largest comeback victory, I think, ever, and they won yeah, that game. 21-point deficit, I think. Yep, it was 21-point deficit. You're correct. And they won 31 to 28. San Francisco took care of business and they beat the Rams 30 to 23. That one got a little interesting there. Uh, Dallas 30 to 10 over the Jets. Uh, Washington in Denver. That was a good one right there. That was... Denver got a hell mary there towards the end to throw some more points up on the board, but uh, Washington beat them. So Washington is now two and zero. That one is surprising. surprising. Yes. Yeah, that's very surprising. Usually, uh, well, right now from last year, we don't expect Washington to be 2-0, but... Uh, <clears throat> oh, Sean Payton's kind of eating his words right now, talking all that trash about Nathaniel Hackett, isn't he? He's 0-2. <laughs> uh, that might be karma coming back again. Miami beat New England 24-17. Uh, obviously, tonight we have... Monday night. Uh, Panthers and the uh, Saints, which Saints will win that one. Uh, their defense will definitely hold the Panthers. Uh, it'll probably eat up Bryce Jones. Yeah, that, that would be my guess. Uh, and then the Browns and the Steelers. Browns will probably win that one. If they play like they did against Cincinnati, they'll definitely win that one. But I do want to talk about a new story, a couple of new stories that came out today. Um, so one, I was reading about earlier, and so, um, I, you know, a lot of times I feel like those talking heads at ESPN and Fox Sports and the sports news don't really get the story right, but I think this story they did get right. They were talking about Geno Smith and how he's reinvented himself in Seattle. And so I agree with that. Um, when he first got drafted, he got drafted back in 2013 by the New York Jets. 
Buick jets were really bad back then. Uh, he didn't really have anything to work with. Uh, his he threw for 3,046 yards with a 55% completion percentage, but he had 12 touchdowns to 21 interceptions. That is horrible. Oh, yeah, that's... The next year, he had uh, he had 13 interceptions and 13 touchdowns and so on and so forth. Right, Everybody knows the story of him and falling off in the, the jet scheme. They drafted Sam Darnold. And the rest is history, right? He did one year with the Giants where he got minimal playing. They got mop-up duty. And then one year with the Chargers mop-up duty. Then he went to Seattle. And so in Seattle, Russell got hurt a couple of times. And he got to play a few games here and there. But last year, uh, they traded Russell Wilson, right, to the, the Denver Broncos in the offseason. So Geno got his first start for Seattle. And so sometimes, th this is one of those things... For those players out there that maybe don't always make it at their first stop and they struggle a little bit, right? You know, don't give up. Gino didn't. And so he got his first start in Seattle. Um, you know, he started all 17 games and played all 17 games. He had a 9-8 and eight record, which isn't horrible. It's yeah, a winning it's not, record. That's not bad. However, what's important, though, is that he his completion percentage was 69.8%. 399 and 572. He threw for 4,282 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions last year. That's actually pretty impressive. And so he found a team that he fit with, and he found a system that he fit with, and a coach that he fit with, right? A coaching staff. And now Gino looks good. He absolutely has reinvented himself in Seattle. And he had a good year last year, and he looks on his way to have another good year this year. Yeah, they kind of... Uh, whiffed in week one against the Chargers. That happens. But uh, yesterday, on Sunday, they came out and they won their game. They beat the... Uh, who did they beat? Alliance? Yes, they beat Detroit. Thank you. They, uh, it was a tough game. They went back and forth. Detroit was leading for a little bit. Seattle was leading and Seattle got the ball last and scored the last touchdown and they won that game. It was a tough game but they stuck it out. Uh, and so, you know, that's that's pretty good. You know, Geno's not a superstar but you don't always have to be a superstar, right? He found his place. He found a team that he works with, works well with, and uh, it's working for him. And I think it's awesome. You know, you always like to see players who stick with it find that, that place where they fit in. He did. He found a place where he fit in. And he's doing well down in Seattle. I hope he continues to do well. Yeah. That's that's kind of a uh, a good story right there, you know, especially if he has another another great year like that. I mean that's that's pretty impressive to to hang in there and, and stick around. You know, so many players get frustrated and, and quit after their first or second stop. So that's pretty cool for Gino. Uh that's my uh, good story for the week there is Geno Smith. You know, that, that shows you what uh, a little bit of patience and a little bit of perseverance can do for you, right? He had a whole lot of patience until he found that right team and that right system and perseverance, right? Get fighting through his struggles. Uh, and he, he found a place where he fits. That's pretty cool. So the other thing that I want to talk about here is... Uh, Patrick Mahomes 
just renegotiated his contract with the Chiefs. Yeah, I saw so that. So he was... just signed a contract a couple of years ago. So they literally restructured the agreement he already had, giving him $210.6 million between 2023 and 2026. Now this is the most money in NFL history over a four-season span. And his the money between those three years is now all guaranteed. So he's guaranteed to receive all $210.6 million. That's a lot of money, Clinton. Yeah. He he was the eighth paid quarterback. Guess where he ranks now on the list? Two, yeah. Three. Yeah, he's up there. Um, that's going to make him about fifty-two point six million dollars a year. After restructuring that contract. Wow, that's. Which, he deserves it. He's led the Chiefs to two Super Bowl wins. He's won MV NFL MVP twice. So, you know he's. Uh, he's also. Uh, Super Bowl MVP twice. So. I mean, he's earned it. That's a yeah, lot of money, but it. he's earned it. He's he's one. He's probably, one of the top few quarterbacks in the NFL. He's probably number one, to be honest. I don't think he'll have anybody argue with you on that one. Um, another uh, couple of things I want to talk about that are uh, pertinent here is Saquon Barkley yesterday twisted his ankle, so he's going to be out for three weeks. So that's another one of the running backs that was, you know, Unhappy with the contract negotiations and the team kind of held steady on what they wanted to pay him. And so this is where that comes in right here is the um, the injury history, right? Saquon has a, an injury history, so the Giants don't want to get too invested in him because of that injury history. So they paid him just over what his franchise tag would be. So this is why teams are playing hardball with some of these running backs. Because you know, now you have J.K. Dobbins, Torres Achilles, out for the season. you got Saquon Barkley out for three weeks. Um, you know, it's 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 tough for running backs. Because that's, that's you're one of the, the most injured players on the team. So unfortunately, that's a... A tough truth for the running back and that's why a lot of teams don't want to pay them that big money you know yeah. that's unfortunate um, not not a lot of surprises this weekend um, the most of the games went kind of the way that uh, I thought they would go with the Colts uh, quarterback is out for a few weeks. He, hey, Richardson, uh, yep. he got a concussion. Yep. So he has to clear concussion protocol before he can play again. So he'll be out for a week or so. Uh, mm -hmm. That's unfortunate. However, Gardner, uh, yeah, Gardner Minshew came in, and so they won that game with Gardner Minshew quarterback. Hello, Jets. If you're uh, out there. 
looking, you may want to go over to the Celts and ask them uh, if old Garner Minshew is available. Yeah, because right now he's looking pretty good as a backup. So yep. this could be this this could be the quarterback that the Jets need to replace Aaron Rodgers. That is, uh, could be a true statement right there. Um, Joe Burrow. Uh, they, I know that while we were watching that game, towards the end, he hurt his or not hurt, but aggravated his calf muscle again. I saw him on the sideline several times, kind of trying to massage it. So he, they're not sure if he's going to play this week or not. They may, he may have to sit out because of the the uh, calf injury. Another news story that came out today and it started last year when Cam Makers asked to be traded. He asked to be traded in the offseason again. The Rams did not trade him. He's been splitting carries beginning of this year. And so Sean McVay, the head coach, came out today and said that the Rams are revisiting a trade for Cam Makers. And so basically that was the head coach saying that Cam Akers is available. Hello, Carolina Panthers. If you're listening, Cam Akers is available. He's a solid running back. He would be a solid addition to Miles Sanders. Um, if you're paying attention, Carolina, call about Akers, see how much he costs. Um, Akers was a healthy scratch against the Niners. They just didn't play him. And I believe that's because at that point they were planning on trading him. Right now, Akers is in the final uh, season of his rookie contract. So whoever gets him will have to negotiate a longer term contract. Or, you know, maybe make him a one season rental. If it doesn't work out, then you're not really tied to anything. You can cut him loose. Let him go to the open market. So, depending on what the Rams want for him, that might not be a bad chance to take. If you can get him on, I think you could probably get Cam Makers for a decent price, maybe a third or fourth round pick. So, we'll see what happens there. We'll keep an eye on that. See what, uh, what happens with Cam Makers and where he goes or who's in the market for him. What do you think about that, Quentin? Well, I do think that uh, it's it's the Rams' choice right now. Uh, it's either they trade him or they just uh, let him go to the market next season. But uh, I do I, I do agree with you. They could get him for a decent price, third, fourth. Uh, uh, I I do think Carolina. Could get him and have a um, a uh, decent addition, and that give Miles Sanders some time to just uh, sit down on the bench, get a breather. Why Cam Akers just plays that running back position right there? So that would be a good addition for Carolina. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so I I feel like right now the Rams should probably trade him. And then whichever team he goes to, uh, they can just 
re renegotiate his contract. Uh, it, it all worked out for both both sides. I think he'd be good to change the pace back alongside of Miles Sanders. He would, uh, you'd definitely be able to, you wouldn't have to keep Sanders on the field a lot. You could uh, split the carries between the two. Akers has decent hands. In 2020, he had 11 receptions for 23 yards and a touchdown. And last year, he had 13 receptions for 117 yards. So he can catch the ball, maybe not as consistent as Christian McCaffrey, but he can catch the ball a little bit out of the backfield. Yes, yeah, so that, so that's another reason right there why <clears throat> it would be he would be a good addition to Carolina. He can catch the ball, so. And that'd be a good addition. I think that helped Car Carolina out a lot <clears throat> with their receiving and the running. Him going to Carolina is just wishful thinking for me, but I, I do think there'll be a market for Cam Makers. He is a decent running back. He's proven to be a decent running back. So uh, I think that'll be fine. Um, I saw that Zach Wilson came back down to earth yesterday and threw three picks in his game. That is why the Jets went out and got Aaron Rodgers, because that is has been. Remember what I was talking to you about? The Jets decided he was not the answer or the quarterback of the future. That is why he turns the ball over a lot, um, and so to uh, you, that's why they need to find somebody else to facilitate who takes care of the football and doesn't turn it over quite like Zach Wilson does. Yeah, because uh, kind of the problem is he, he needs to kind of learn on the sideline because uh, <clears throat> he got picked. He He's got, been learning on the sideline, and that didn't work. Yeah, that, so right now That's there's just, really no other options. I yeah, he had uh, 12 of 27. Or, which is under 50% completion percentage, 170 yards. Yes, they were playing the Cowboys, who do, who do have a tough defense, but still, like three interceptions, that's, you know, one touchdown, three interceptions, that's not very good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at least he, I mean, he would get one interception, but uh, the Cowboys defense isn't that good. No. Three interceptions just doesn't make any sense right now. <clears throat> Uh, I would, if I were the Jets, I would definitely keep looking for somebody else because you know Zach Wilson isn't taking you to the Super Bowl, much less the playoffs. So you got to find, got to find that person, right? So uh, there's, there's got to be a decent backup that can be had for a decent price. So, yeah. um, uh. That was the most significant injuries for this week. Um, some of the games we went over. Uh, I'm excited to watch the, well, no, I'm not excited to watch the Carolina game tonight because I know what's going to happen. But I'm going to, I'm a glutton for punishment, so I'm going to watch it anyway. Um, I think that the Browns will 
uh, dominate the Steelers. The Steelers did not look that good. They looked a little overrated in week one. We'll see what happens. But if Cleveland plays defense against Pittsburgh like they did Cincinnati, Cleveland should win that game. That should be a no-brainer. Yeah, I think that the Browns can beat the Steelers, but I think that Kenny Pickett can uh, have a better have a better game. But I still think that the Browns will beat the Steelers. But I just think that Pickett will have a better game. <clears throat> for the Saints and Panthers, I just, it's it's right now the Saints for me. I think I just think that the Saints are a little too good, and I think that the Panthers are just gonna uh, uh like. Just, just uh, be sleepwalking in the second half because that's what happened last game against the Falcons. Uh, the first half they did decent, and then in the second half they just they just powered off. No, I'm gonna tell you what happened between the Panthers and the Falcons. What happened between the Panthers and the Falcons is the Falcons figured out the Panthers don't have a deep threat for Bryce Young to throw to, so they played a a uh, short to intermediate defense and did not respect the Panthers' ability to throw the ball downfield because they couldn't, and they knew they couldn't, so they kept them close to stop those short to intermediate passes Bryce Young was throwing, and uh, that was the end of that game. They just they knew that Carolina just doesn't have a deep threat. DJ Chark was supposed to be their deep threat, but he missed week one due to an injury. And so, unfortunately, they really don't have a deep threat outside of that. Um, that's one of the, the things that they failed to get Bryce Young for his first year is a deep threat. And, unfortunately, when a team doesn't have to respect your deep ball because you don't have anybody to throw it to, they know what you're going to do. They know that if you're not running the ball, you're going to throw it short, right? So they play as defense accordingly. And that's what they did once they figured that out. They stopped Carolina's offense in its tracks because they knew they weren't going to throw the ball deep. That's the unfortunate uh, reality of knowing your team and knowing their roster. And I know that they do not have a deep threat on that roster. They should have done a better job at um, finding... Bryce Young, some better, uh, better skilled players to uh, play with. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so. Uh, that is. Actually, there's one other thing that I want to talk about. It was... Well, let's talk about uh, Brock Purdy for just a minute. So, he is... He was the last pick of the draft a few years ago, right? Yeah. Mr. Irrelevant, right? And yep. that's another example of somebody who just stuck with it, stopped, uh, you know, didn't didn't let it bother them. That they they moved up to get Trey Lance. Trey Lance played in front of him. Garoppolo played in front of him. He was third on the depth chart, right? But he stuck with it, and now he's the starter. 
and he's doing fine. He protects the ball. He doesn't turn it over. He doesn't put it in harm's way. Um, you know, he's really playing extremely well for a guy who was the, the last pick in the draft. Um, he's the, the San Francisco 49ers look good. They look like one of the uh, probably the best team, the team to beat right now, as far as I can tell. Uh, yep, seventh round, 262nd overall. And look at him now. Um, you know, he's, he's not a uh, superstar quarterback, but he's not a bad quarterback either. He doesn't turn the ball over. He uh, keeps it... Uh, you know, he makes good decisions with football, and that's all you can ask for from your quarterback. What do you think about Brock, Par Brock Purdy? Yeah, what I think about Brock Purdy is that um, he's, he's like Geno Smith. He's, uh, <clears throat> he's fighting through it. He's, uh, you know, and look at him now. He's, he was the last pick in the draft, and he led his team all the way to the NFC Championship game last year. Yep, got hurt in the game. Yep. That's Still unfortunate, too, because you always wonder if he hadn't got hurt. Would they have made the Super Bowl? Probably. Maybe. But <clears throat> I do think that... I do think that... Brock uh, Perry's a good quarterback. He's a decent quarterback. He can... Uh, he, he, he can really throw the ball uh, to receivers that he needs to. Like... Um, he, he, like you said, he doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, that's that's one of the great things about him is that he doesn't turn the ball over, and that's that's gonna uh, that's that's gonna really change the game for the Forty ers and it, it might lead to and it might lead the Forty ers to the Super Bowl. Uh, if if he keeps being a good quarterback <clears throat> the 49ers and, <clears throat> yep so uh, that'll do it for our show today um, don't forget we have a YouTube channel now if you uh, don't listen to podcasts you can go to our YouTube channel YouTube channel to listen to our shows. It is called The Common Man's Take on Sports. You can search it. We also have a Facebook page. It's under first name Kevin, second name Quentin. Uh, we also post episodes there. And don't forget that we are on most podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Podcasts uh, iHeart, yep, uh, FM, uh, several several platforms so if you like our show please subscribe uh, and hit the like button and leave us a uh, rating and if you want if there's something that are uh, that you want us to talk about you know you can go over to our Facebook page and leave a comment and we'll see if we can't discuss it but other than that that's our show for today we thank you for listening and we hope you join us next time.